sure you're ready for this. I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com. Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, live Sunday night. You're all preparing to watch the final episode of some weird show about the 60s and advertising and stuff, I guess. Single-handedly brought back the bourbon industry. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, without I, 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 without. I'm madness. not sure, but it, but it may have. I had to do that thing tonight. Where okay, so we're going on a cruise on Wednesday, right? Oh, fancy! And you didn't know I was going on a cruise? No, I had no idea. Oh, so uh, but by the way, I won't have a be here for a show next week. Um, <laughs> oh, and oh. Um, so I got I'm going to cruise up to Vancouver and then down to Seattle. I'm going to catch a Seattle Sounders at game while I'm uh, while I'm there. And um, so, but my fridge, I got to defrost it, right? So I have to do this thing where I, I if growing up, I'm, I'm trying to get all the stuff out of my freezer. And so I'm clearing out all the different things that I can, trying not to buy food or anything like that before we go. And I got to do – I don't know if the kids understand this or they like it as much as I liked when I was a kid. I just did the breakfast for dinner thing. Okay, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Wasn't that like a big deal to you when you were a kid? Yeah, I don't know why. It was dumb, but it was that it was that uh, that opposites thing. Like as a kid, anything that didn't fit in where its normal slot was like – a big deal for no reason like literally for no like if you um like okay i think this falls in the same category we used to take long road trips like car trips like to visit family uh-huh. and stuff that was the mode of transportation a station one of those station wagons with the wood on the side and the yeah. rear facing seat in the back and my dad is the kind of guy that would get us up at three o'clock in the morning to get in the car and go on the uh-huh. trip and you know, you would think, okay, three o'clock in the morning, that's the worst. Like, I would never get up at three o'clock in the morning now. But when you're a kid, it was like the coolest thing in the world. It's so quiet. Oh, when, I, when, when my dad would, like, when we'd have to go, like, for example, where our family would be flying someplace on vacation, same type of thing. Like, you'd be up at two or three in the morning to make a flight that was like, I don't know, five in the morning or something like yeah, that. And right. it's like, wow, this is, there's this, this is time of day. And I got infatuated with it. I think I loved nighttime way yeah. too much, like, yeah. into my teens and 20s. Yeah. Because there was just this other life. That was going on. Yeah, right. Trevor says it was like visiting an alien planet. It was. If you got up, especially when you live in the burbs or like, you know, some quiet, you're not living in New York City, you're not living in the middle of downtown, you're living in a place where there is literally nobody alive at four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. So it was like, I don't know. It was am- and then you get on, you get on the road and there's like two cars on the entire highway. Yeah, it was. That was then, the blast. Then, which you have no concept of either until you get older is that only the crappiest people in the world are awake at that point. This is true. Like it's all the people stumbling home from bars, like, and it, it's all the people robbing houses. That's what's up at night. You don't <laughs> get that. You don't well, understand no, I mean, that when you're younger. We went straight from the house to the to the mini or to the uh, minivan slash uh, station wagon, whichever we had at the time. And then we get on the highway, and all it is is truckers. Like all it is is eighteen wheelers. Then you're just weaving in and out of those guys. Yeah, I'm yeah. Tell you, it's, I, it, 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 it's a lot like that. My dad, just to, since you brought this up, I'm completely riffing. But um, when my, when we were kids, before before radar detectors existed. My dad had a CB radio in our station wagon, and he used it to monitor. Nice. What was it? What was his handle? He never. He never used it. He just listened. Like he just listened for the truckers talking about where the Smokies were or whatever. Like breaker, breaker. My, 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 my grandpa was a truck driver, so I used to go ah. sometimes with him on. Uh, and I'm just my my name was Dirty Diapers. That was my <laughs> handle on the CB. On the, on the CB. <laughs> that is the most amazing. Jay Rodius. <laughs> Hashtag. I don't remember. I don't remember what his was, but uh, but mine was dirty diapers. <laughs> probably I that. probably something a little bit more respectable than dirty diapers is my guess. Uh, he was he was a truck driver, so I don't know how respectable it was. Uh, was but this, uh, it was probably funny. Was this Grandpa Dubois, or did he have a different name? Nah, it was my my grandpa on my mom's side. Okay, all right. So it was uh, it was mom's dad. He was uh, he was yeah. a truck driver. All right, we are live. It is Sunday night. The phone lines are open as always. Three four seven. Seven five six six two seven six. If you want to jump in, we're going to talk MLS certainly coming up here um, in just a couple of seconds. I think Jared's got some things to answer for for your boys. How's that for your boys? Oh, 
Pretty boys. Uh, yeah, that, can we let's push that to the back? Sure. Let's start with something positive. Can we? Can we talk about how the fact that we uh, we totally uh, mystery science theatered the uh, yes. MLS game on Friday night. We did. If you missed that, Rabble TV has uh, has signed us up or asked us to do some stuff. We're very excited to partner with those guys over there. It's a cool. I and I, and I know they they probably have a ready explanation for this, and I really need to go talk to them about it. I don't know exactly how it's legal, but it is apparently. You can go and <laughs> you can sit down. And you can get online with your boys, um, either in person or Jared and I did it remotely, just like we do the best soccer show. We sync. We is it synced? Do we decide this? Is it synced? Oh, we synced up. We synced up. I synced sounds terrible. Like, but it can't. Okay, be well, like- no, listen. If people have any context, we were talking about how the fact, like, in back in the day, our generation are called like getting together, hooking up, hooking up. And I'm thinking now in the new generation, we are swiping left all the time and stuff like that. Like now, you're just gonna you gotta have a new name for it. Now it's called gotta syncing sync, up. Got to sync it up. But I, it can't be like sunk up it's got to be synced but it just sounds terrible we synced up our our web streams of the game and we had commentary going now we didn't stay on topic all the time it wasn't play by play but we had a good time in fact have you heard this show i yeah i need somebody out there who listened to that show and i know there's a good amount of people that did to tell us what drop I said we needed to have on this show because I can't rem- <laughs> none of us can remember. We went through a bunch of different stuff we talked about and neither one of us all we know is that there was a drop we said we needed. Yes. And neither of us know which one it was. Yeah, it was none of Get to the chopper. It was, it was it was nothing like this or Danger Zone. Or I know you repeatedly were like you were like uh remiss that you didn't have your board available for J Rodeo's I, I drop. I couldn't I couldn't use it during the game. The way that they said their setup works, I couldn't use it, but it was still fun. We had a great time. I, I think Maybe I should can, just it, put it all on my phone and you can just you, hold it up to the mic. You can go back. Uh, yeah, you need the you need the best soccer show soundboard. I mean, in fact, I should load that up somewhere. Uh, yeah. You can go to Rabble.tv and just search for, I think it's FC Dallas. I mean, just search for FC, FC Dallas and New York Red Bulls. And you should be able to replay the whole thing if you want to. I don't know why you would at this point, but maybe you got D, the game DVR'd or something. Yeah. And you want to, instead of, uh, what would we call it? BSSAP. Yeah, BSSAP. Hashtag BSSAP. Uh, it was a good time. It was excellent. We hope to do it again very, very soon. In fact, this Friday night. I think you're gonna. Gonna I think you're gonna do one with the open wide for soccer guys at some point. Yeah, right? I've created a, a problem for myself, but I'll, I'll save that for an off the air discussion uh, with that because I may have forgotten that I was committed to doing it. Uh, oh, you swiped left on some chick, and now you got something going on on Friday. Uh, I, not, not. That's not technically true, but the spirit of it is, it is correct. Yes, oh, uh, man. So we you gotta stop that. swiping. Swiper, uh, yeah. no swiping. All right, three four seven seven five six six two seven six. Where do you want to start if you don't want to? start with your boys because I oh, we got... can start with that game we can start with that game the okay. the, the new york red bulls uh oh, and uh, right. dallas game because i think that's one that took both of us a surprise and definitely bored the tears out of us i don't know if i was bored necessarily because well you know what i think i noticed is that because we were talking about the game as it was happening for apple.tv uh, rather than just me sitting on my couch twittering snarky stuff i actually found it relatively interesting because there was a tactical element to it. I mean, you could, if you're really watching a game the way we were really watching that game, you can start to pick out, okay, here's what the Red Bulls are doing to counteract the speed of FC Dallas. Here's what FC yeah. Dallas is doing to counteract, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips up top. Here's what Lloyd Sam is facing when he tries to get upfield and whip it across. I mean, those things are more obvious when you're paying that sort of attention to it. So it was, it was interesting to me, but I imagine most people found it boring because. It really was sort of a stalemate, and it was 0-0. Like, there were no goals, and I feel like we saw two good teams just just negate each other, Jared. Yeah, I think there was actually – I think there was plenty of actually to like about it if you're the type of person that likes to get into, like, very, uh, I would say, uh, small minutia of the game. There was a lot of counterpoints and things that – movements that were made. I think we called one at halftime. We said that – at some point, Mike Gorilla would probably be taken off for uh, Dame Richards, and you saw that actually had an effect on the game. And I was actually surprised by, up until about the 80th minute or so, New York was actually pressing for, uh, probably looking to get a, a goal in this game. And I think, uh, the, the, we also talked about it before the game as well, I, I don't think either one of us was surprised that New York had a whole lot more possession than Dallas in this game, but it necessarily didn't really amount to much. Yeah. Dallas is okay giving you possession. Yeah, by the way, I think there's a game happening right now, and the Philadelphia Union have scored a goal, Jared. It is one nothing. Yeah. Philadelphia, they may steal three point, not steal. That's at home. They expect you. You want to win your home games in MLS, but when yeah, but it's against the first team, first place team in the East, so I it know. might be a bit of a steal. And I still thought I, I, I really did feel that was sort of a trap game for D, for DC United coming into the weekend. 
Back to FC Dallas and the New York Red Bulls. I, I don't know. We, we're not supposed to talk about that game because it was goalless, which a lot of point, people pointed out when we were doing the game. <laughs> you guys can't talk about this game. The only reason we're making an exception is because we did the rabble stuff. Uh, the other game that uh, on, on Friday night, Jared, Chicago and New York City FC. You thought Chicago was going to do what everybody's been doing, was beat New York City FC even at Yankee Stadium. and they, then They made a good attempt at it. They did, and then a little bit of a fight back from New York City FC, and they managed to scrape a point, and that's got to feel like a win for them right now. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I think um, for a team that is looking for anything positive, and um, listen, I've not been happy with what I've seen from Davi Villa. I don't think his heart's in it. Maybe that'll change when he, you get uh, Frank Lampert in there, but uh, I think Miss Discarude has been hot and cold. I think I felt I tweeted this out during that game. I feel bad for Josh Saunders. I think the guy's having a good season, and he's just not getting the help around him right now. So huge, I'd not say huge, it's not, obviously not a win, but it's. I think it's a big, nice bolster for them because they needed something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can rally on this. Maybe there's something that they can get out of this. They is something positive. I still think Chicago is definitely the better team. I think New York maybe had the better last 20 minutes of that game. Uh, and you asked me the other day um, between uh, Kyrie Shelton and Kyrie Shelton and uh, Kyle Lahren, and I think I may have picked the wrong one now because Kyle Lahren just did some nice things today. He did. He scored some nice goals. I think they're both both pretty good players, but they're rookies. They're strikers. That's an awfully heavy load to carry. I know they're playing. Uh, both of them are playing next to world class talent in Kaká down in Orlando and David Villa in New York, but that's still a lot. Both of them scored this weekend. I, I think that you know they may hit the wall down the stretch, and we'll see how that goes because that's what college kids tend to do. But for the time being, they've contributed to some pretty nice results for their teams. And uh, Kyrie Shelton with the winner, I mean, sorry, with the equalizer for New York yeah. City FC to get that point out of that game. And Benny Bellucci scored again. Benny Bellucci's on fire. Yeah, that's a thing. I, I don't know how yeah. is that a thing exactly. I, I can't stand it. This this is their number one scorer right now. Yeah. Medi Bellucci is leading NYCFC in scoring, and I it just does I I can't compute it. You know what's a what's another surprising thing from this weekend? Okay, he's not leading his team in scoring, but he did score twice to give his team a win in a rivalry match. Chad, Chadford Barrett scored twice for Seattle. <sighs> Very nice goals. I mean, I'm not talking about like. Like rebounds or poachers' goals. Those were good finishes. Did Chad Barrett learn how to finish? He's 30 years old. He finally learned how to finish? He didn't do it in LA, so he's doing it somewhere at least. I mean, even I think it was on his, I can't remember if it was the first goal or the second goal. Nice cut back to the right on the defender to finish far post. Uh, there's a nice little refinement to his game, and it makes me wonder am I the one that was crazy for so many years? I, you know, look, I used to make the jokes about uh, the, the, Brad, the Chad Barrett school of finishing. And, uh, it, you know, obviously that's not somewhere you want, somewhere you want to send your kid necessarily. But I think mm. what's, what's interesting is that, and, and look, Bruce realized it in LA and now Siggy's following suit. He is, a, he's an above average MLS striker off the bench. He is, he's not. No, no I, I think it's a decent, I think he has a defense shout. I think he's very Kenny Cooper like. Well, they were both together in Seattle last couple of years. Now they're not, but yeah. No, I'm just saying in terms of there's a guy that that's a name you know. He's not going to be the focal point of any team's offense, but he's the guy you might bring in. Maybe Alan Gordonish. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, of what you expect out of him. The role, yes. A handful of goals. Chad Barrett scored, did he score, was it last year he scored nine goals? It was something pretty close to that. Yeah. It, it should have been somewhere right in that range. And most of them late. Most of them guys coming in off of substitute appearances. I think that they're getting great value for their money. And it couldn't come at a better time with Obif- a lot of mystery around Obafemi Martin's um, status right now. And that's going to be a huge blow. I mean, we got to see what, what that ends up being right there. Because it, how many times have we talked about when you see Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martin's playing, they're on an island up there together. Which for most teams would not be good, just having two on four or something like that. But the two of them without even getting that third player into there from the midfield, are able to hold the ball, break down a defense, and it's okay just to have two guys forward. They don't have to push that third guy as much. What keeps them defensively in a lot of games, losing that dynamic, now Clint Dempsey's going to have to be a lot more of a distributor than he's had to be recently. But that's what he did. He set up Chad Barrett this weekend, yeah. and it worked yeah. out. I mean, again, if Chad Barrett can finish those chances, they'll be fine. That's the question. Not as Obviously not as dynamic as, as Oba Martins, and of course you're not going to get the same one-two back and forth between... Barrett and Dempsey as you do out of Martins and Dempsey but if mm-hmm. he can step in while Martins deals with whatever this is and I just don't know what it is I mean he missed training he had an x-ray I don't know what that means um, then then they'll be fine uh, 
at least you know they'll be able to stay above. They'll keep their heads above water. I don't know that they're going to. Well, it also kind of answers the uh, Nagel versus Papa question. Now you can get them both on the field at the same time. But now it might be a new question: like, how do you get Chad Barrett on the field? Well, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to be an issue for them. I think he knows his role. I think Siggy has him defining his role, and uh, again, he steps in with a spot start, and he scores two goals, and they beat Vancouver pretty easily. I mean, in the end, pretty easily. Shockingly easy. I, I, I say shockingly easy because I, Vancouver's one of those teams that, like we said, talk about, that I find them very similar to Dallas. When they're on, man, they're on and fun to watch. And Van- Dallas so far hasn't really switched off. Vancouver, this might be them switching off a little bit. Um, losing a result here, lo- uh, getting drawing the Confederation, the, sorry, the Canadian Cup in midweek. I'm not sure who ended up winning that in, in over in penalties. I'm sure. Do you know? Uh, it's Canadian Cup. Why? Why would? Yeah. I- well, I mean, listen. You can say that, but Montreal turned it into a Concacaf Champions League. Uh- By the way, <laughs> I, I, I I hate to point this out, and uh, Trevor's probably gonna yell at me uh, after we get done with the show. We uh we had three interviews on uh on Friday on Soccer Morning on the Sirius XM show. They were uh-huh. they were Darren Maddox, Chris Rolf, Christian Neekt. All three yeah. of those teams lost this weekend. All three of them. So you're, you're 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 a curse, dude. <laughs> but we you're a curse. And by the way, that was the first leg of that uh, of that game. So that was just a one-one draw. That that thing has another leg still to go. Yeah, there Edmonton go. and Vancouver. There you go. So uh, so Seattle with a win over Vancouver. Uh, good good stuff from them. Obviously a, a rivalry match that leads means a little bit extra for them. Uh, up in the Can I just say, I don't know how these players do this. I played my first outdoor, like, 11v11 game in probably about two years. I've been doing nothing but indoor and, like, small-sided outdoor games. I play 11v11, and I play all ages, which, as a 38-year-old male, was uh, interesting. Bad idea. But, uh, <laughs> no, actually, I got the only goal for our team to the, in the oh, game. But it, it, <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Go ahead, go ahead, man. But I'm, but I'm playing on a turf field, and I, I don't really ever play on turf fields, like outdoor turf fields. And my knees are just tore up from sliding. Uh-huh. I mean, they're burning right now. I walked uh-huh. into the sun later in the day, and I could feel the sun singeing like the, the exposed <laughs> flesh. I don't know how players slide I on this see. stuff. It's a good question, and uh, this is why a lot of guys don't like it, even if it's the you know, even if it's getting to the point where. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's it's still not it's still not very good. All right, let's uh, let's go back to Saturday. Uh, cover this is is it too early to say that the window has closed on Royale Salt Lake, Jared? It, uh, it depends what you mean by that. I mean, it, the window's closed on them doing the the CCL final MLS Cup kind of thing. I mean, I, I don't know that the window's closed on seeing them as a still a quality team in this league, but they I may be staving off a complete revamp right now, and maybe that's going to hurt. They may de- maybe need just to embrace this and just start over. You know, that I, means you don't bring – that means you somehow get free up the space that's in Kyle Beckerman's pocket the money's in, and the, yeah. the money's in Javi Morales's, and definitely Saborio. I don't think they've gotten enough out of him in the last two years yeah. to really justify what they're paying him. And I know these, this, they're, they're good players. I don't want to make it sound like they're not good players, but at some point you just need to decide, are we going to rebuild this? Or are we going to keep trying to tink- like tinker this back together? You know, ahead of the year, obviously Jeff Kassar is in his second year after Jason Christ uh, took off for New York City. But ahead of the year, when Garth Lagerway jumped ship to go uh, join the Sounders, I asked people, uh, how do you maintain that club identity when that, you've had the turnover at the, the two most important spots in the organization, head coach and general manager, and they all talked about, well, we got the core of players. We're still the same. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. I don't know if Lagerway leaving really explains anything. But what I do know is that they do not have that flair anymore. They are not RSL three years ago. They are, I mean, we used to slobber over RSL on this show. We used to have yeah, absolutely. Full, on, full on ragers. For RSL on the show because they were the they were the exception to the MLS rule. They were doing stuff nobody else was doing, and they were doing it well, and they were winning games, and they were proving that you could win games without having to be. Now, look, they made the MLS Cup final in 2013. That's not that long ago, and yet you still feel as if this is the window. Clo- you look, you go to Montreal, you lose four one. Montreal hadn't won a game in the league yet. I mean. That's not 
what an RSL, RSL team does. They may lose that game, but they they're in it. They fight. They obviously pass the ball around you. I mean, I, they just I don't think they have the the horses to compete right now. And I I think that they they got to kind of start this thing over again. I kind of feel about them like I feel about there's a LA punk band, the Vandals. I don't know if you know who the Vandals are. Big in the 80s, still playing to this day. But I feel they're like the Vandals. There's like all these members are the band are gone, and there's a st- there's a band still playing under the name Vandals. And I think there's maybe maybe one guy left yeah. from the original band, but they all. They, it, there's still someone's out there still trying to make money off this, and it just doesn't feel the same as it once well, did. Well, I mean, look, okay, so obviously you had Wingert and Grabovoy leave in the expansion draft. You left them open, yep. partly because they're getting a little bit older, but and, and their salary's yeah. a little bit ho- higher than some guys. Um, right now, Javier Morales... Sebastian Mora- Velasquez as well? Right. Right now, uh, Javier Morales is hurt. He's dealing yeah. with the concussion stuff. I, w- I don't want him rushed back just for his health. Um, they they got Hamas Nalave back, but he's not the same guy. You but look, they lost Nat Borchers. I mean, that's I a know, loss I know. between the two of those, getting what you got back and what you lose. I, I'm looking at their lineup they put out uh, against Montreal. It's Devin Sandoval, who scored a nice goal, but Dan, Devin Sandoval yeah. starts up top with, with Sabarillo. Mo Holland, G- uh, Gill, and Allen in the midfield. And as much as I like Jordan Allen, he's still young. Uh, Luis Gill has yet to put it over the top in, in that sense. Mo Holland's a worker. Kyle Beckerman at the back, obviously, is the, the metronome guy. Damar Phillips, Elias Vasquez, Alave, and Beltran. So you're really carrying over just it, two It's guys. like you're watching the LA Galaxy. Both these teams give up four goals this weekend, and very similar things are going on with these two teams right now. You've got a, you're having to play a whole bunch of kids and guys out of position because your biggest role players aren't there yet for any number of reasons. Javier Morales is is not is not doing well. He's got a concussion, can't play. You're having to play a lot of these different little players. And granted, RSL let a couple guys go, and that's why they're in this position. But you're seeing in this league, it only takes a couple guys, key people not being there, before you really drop off in talent level. Yeah. And it's kind of different for LA because you have so much money in a couple players where RSL isn't quite the same, but theirs was so dependent on the style of play being intact game to game. And for a long time, they could switch a number of players and play that style no matter what. Yeah. And I think you're seeing a watershed point now, this, uh, right now where they've lost too many components that it's too much changed too quickly now. They used to be used to pride themselves, and they could lose any guy in a lineup and still play. But what yeah. happens when you lose six? Yeah, you know, and there's the the matter of Kassar tinkering with the formation. I don't know how much that has to do with it. You obviously want Beckerman in that spot to to be the the six and and do the work. But he's going to be. It's not like Kyle Beckerman's not aging. He is aging. I'm not yeah. saying he's bad. He's playing a role. I feel like a part of the field though, where you can age gracefully though. Sure, which you, is good. You can. He doesn't have to cover quite as much ground. But he used to be, remember, at the height, remember how Kyle Beckerman, even though he was at that, that stable six and really that was his spot and he was holding that down, I seem to have just completely lost my call. What the heck happened to that? That was really, really weird. What what just happened? <laughs> were, were we off the air for like 10 seconds there? I don't know. I just got dropped. All right. So I, we, I, I have no idea what that happened. Thank you, Skype. You're a wonderful technological product. I think I was talking about when Kyle Beckerman, when they were at their height, Kyle, you'd still catch Kyle Beckerman at the top of the box occasionally. You still catch him making yeah. late runs out of midfield. And I don't think he can. It's not that he can't do it anymore, but they're obviously going to leave gaps where their possession maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, protected them before. Their possession doesn't protect them anymore. And because. No, go ahead. I, I, no, I think, I think you're right. They're having a little bit. Listen, in Mulholland and Gill, you have two guys that can possess the ball, but they're not going to penetrate the defense with their passing the way Javier Morales is. And they're not, and while they're both comfortable on the ball, they're still not nearly the same comfort level as Javier Morales, where he has that nice sense of pressure, where he knows which way to turn out of a situation. He knows when the pressure's coming. It's almost second nature the way that he acts. So I, it's. It's no secret. Mulholland, Gill, and Allen are not going to be the same options as you would have if you had Grabovoy, um, Morales, and I mean, choose your, whoever you want your other like midfielder to be. Can I stop you here? I don't know what uh-huh. you're, you're sure says. Stop something. I'm stopping you right now uh-huh. because we are going to break into this MLS weekend coverage, and we'll get back to it to talk about LAFC because I am currently looking at a stadium rendering that is just. Damn sexy right now. It is. Is it uh, put up by Kevin Baxter? Uh, LAFC just tweeted it two minutes. Yeah, because I think Kevin Baxter kind of. Uh, oh, he blew in, up their spot. I can tell you, my local paper here in the Inland Empire 
and this is like this is not even some big paper. I mean, it's a decent paper out here. They had a story this morning putting out some information on this. So if if my local paper here in the Inland Empire is getting something, this stuff's starting to leak a day early right yeah, now. Yeah. So I think LAFC may have some point just said, you know, we're just going to own this up and just get in front of it. I haven't seen this yet, so let me get over all there right. and uh, you, check this you out. Go for check myself. this out. It's pretty sexy. Entirely covered. All seats covered. That's something that a lot of MLS stadiums don't have, obviously, and a step forward. Now. The reports are, and, and you, you talked about Kevin Baxter, uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. Times, is that right? LA Times? Yeah, Kevin, 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 yeah LA uh, Times. He had a couple of tweets not that long ago, just before we came on the air, as a matter of fact, that I favorited, that said, LAFC on Monday will detail plans of a $250 million stadium on the sports arena site, most expensive privately financed soccer stadium in the U.S. Second tweet, though. There is a major drawback. Permitting and construction will take more than two years, delaying LAFC's MLS debut a full season to 2018. Now that's now that's something I hadn't heard until that. I had heard even the 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 paper I read this morning, Arcar was said 2017 start. So that is a very significant piece of information right there. But you got to ask yourself, isn't it worth it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you have to get the stadium right. You have to, and that's everybody now. Look what NYFC. Uh, look at the 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 position NYFC uh, NYCFC is in. Look yeah. at the position Orlando may be in. Yeah, I mean, there, there's. I mean, this is a big deal, and I think MLS. There's a lot of pressure on MLS to get this next run of expansion well, correct because they've missed on a few of these yes. so far. And, and look, if it, the, the problem with stadiums is that sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. We get excited. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bradley. Bob's brother just tweeted that the United States leads the world in stadium rendering, so we got that going for us, which is nice, uh, but, which is true, and we get excited about this stuff. But we also you, lead the world in the next gen, the next Pele's. Yes, well, no, I don't know, I don't know about that. We, we, well, now it's not even that anymore. Self, self, uh, self assigned. I mean, no, no, no. The next Pele is well, okay, Freddie, you do obviously, but that's that's kind of out the window nowadays. It's always the like the art, like the uh, Austrian Messi and the mm-hmm. uh, you know the Albanian Messi and the Australian Messi. Yes. I don't know why yes. I went with all A's there, but um, the stadium in L.A. You have to get it right, and as you said, Orlando's got a funding gap they got to figure out. So they can mm-hmm. get an, and Taylor Twelman said it on the broadcast tonight. With that extra money, you get Sporting Park. Without it, you get an erector set. You get you yeah. get Columbus Crew State or uh, Map Free State, whatever the hell that's thing's called it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Columbus yeah. Crew Stadium. You're gonna call it Crew Stadium. I'm calling it Dos Acero Stadium. Uh, you're gonna get you get that or you get a nice stadium. Obviously, NYCFC is stuck in Yankee Stadium for the foreseeable future with no real light at the end of the tunnel. We don't have anything to go on except that Columbia idea. And let me tell you a little bit as a guy that lives in this this area. This is a huge thing, okay? And that like stadium rendering, I'm not sure how accurate it is geographically, but I can tell you it's not that far away from downtown. It's like that picture shows. I mean, that area is not too far from downtown. Here's the bad thing: Coliseum smack dab in the middle of South Central. Not exactly. I can tell you, my mom's car has been broken into there when we've gone to the Coliseum. It's not the best of neighborhoods, but I think it's maybe the best of what was available for what LAFC wanted to do. And I'll tell you this, that means for someone like myself, that's an that's 20 to 25 minutes less of a commute. It's I mean, it, it, it's going to be right near of what a lot of people are looking to to go to. It's going to steal. I think what you're going to end up seeing here, based on the geography of where these two uh, two um, stadiums are, Galaxy is going to probably start into being more of the Orange County team of choice, and there's going to be more of a downtown North LA Pasadena kind of element that's going to be taking up the LAFC uh, the LAFC's um, uh, demographic. Okay, that'll be interesting. We'll see how that breaks down geographically. I mean, I would love for that city just to be. Not not split down the middle and have a a red side or a, a blue side. I and mean, I'm obviously referring referencing Liverpool and Manchester, but just to be sort of, you know, people can can pick and choose whatever team. Now, if you like the the, the established team, the team of David Beckham and Landon Donovan, and obviously Kobe Jones and San Fuegos and all of those mm-hmm. guys, then you you're going to go LA Galaxy. But if you want new sexy and you uh, you imagine that. Uh, you know that new group is really going to throw some cash at it. That the if their gear looks good, because Jared, nothing will hit in L.A. like good-looking gear. You know, oh, that absolutely. Right. And, and I'll tell you right now, going if they stay with that red and black kind of theme, that's going to go over really well here. I think that's going to be a good look. Um, I'm wondering what this one thing is in the picture. There's something off to the side of the stadium, off to the left, right there. And I'm not sure what that is because I don't think it's a parking structure because you can see parking spots out there. I'm really interested to find out what that thing is because that's almost what two thirds the size of the stadium, maybe half the size of the stadium, right there. 
I'm not sure what that is off to the side right there. Yeah, we'll we'll have to read up on maybe this. maybe a home for the Hall of Fame. Who knows? Possibly. Uh, two, 22,000 seat stadium to, uh, is the plan. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, look at Kev, K Baxter eleven is the guy to follow on Twitter for all of this stuff and hope. I tell you uh, this, it's sexy. It, it looks is, really nice. It's, it's absolutely sexy. But there, I don't think there's a pool, which um, I think that was promised to us at some point. Maybe having like kind of a pool inside the stadium. Yeah, I think that was a rejected uh, design. I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know what that, that just looks like. Some sort of ingress, like some sort of entry point into the stadium. But maybe it's just a concourse. I, it it is sort of oddly it it you know it's got a it's got a it's got an appendage and maybe it's offices it could be offices because like Home Depot Center it has That's this a, velodrome and stuff like that so it has all its offices and this it could just be the executive offices for LAFC it could be it could be something to do with that certainly uh, they'll need somewhere to set up shop down uh, in LA all right uh, let's get back to the MLS action I'm not sure where we were uh, we'll turn away from RSL losing four one to Montreal actually let's some thoughts on Montreal again a team that went to the Champions League final. On the back of a defending counter kind of attitude, what did you see out of them uh, in this game, or, or in terms of the highlights anyway, that maybe gives you some hope they can actually put together something? Or do you think they're done, and this is just going to be a, a sort of play it out season? I don't know. It's really tough to to tell at this point because I think they've played what five games a season at this point. It's something in that neighborhood, and you really more than any other team, you ask yourself what's this is maybe the most kind of bipolar, schizophrenic kind of like the team that's out there right now. And that you see this Champions League run team, and then you see what they're doing in MLS, and they've been very disparate from each other. Even if you look over the last season, and you ask yourself, are they struggling in MLS this early in the season because their focus is distracted? Or is it that they're just able to just generate all? I know a guy, and he's one. He's a smart guy, but it takes every bit of who he is every day to show up to work and work. Just because he's a distracted type of guy, doesn't. And as soon as he gets out, it's just like, oh, I can't do anything else with the rest of my day. It takes everything he has to focus for those eight hours every day. Yeah, but. I don't know if Montreal is kind of like that where they can't do more than one thing, but if they can focus now in the regular season and get results similar in style of play, similar to um, what they did in the Champions League, they're going to be a tough team to play against. I don't know if they're going to be like uh, a good team, but what you saw in CCL was a team that was not afraid to get in the tackle, not afraid to come down to whatever, whatever level it was going to take to get a result. That's going to play tough. They, and so if they can do that, then they're going to be in a lot of games. I mean, I'm telling you, they got some talent in that team too. I mean, that that's maybe their maybe their back line is a little bit of an issue, at least outside of the center back positions. You got Sumari and Simon. You got Rio Coker starting at right back in this game. I'm not sure he's a right. Which back. I didn't like it that final. No, that final was so atrocious there. No, but but th- look at this. Look at this front six. Um, Donadell. Okay, what make of him? What you want? Uh, Callum Malice, who we both have started to come yeah, to like very much like this him. season. Uh, Andres Romero, who scored twice in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Igna- Ignacio Piatti. We know exactly what Nacho Piatti can do. Fantastic. Dilly Duca, who is starting to take that next step. Got a goal in this and, game as well. And look, Dominic Oduro may be, may not, he may be Chad Barrett. Say what you want, but one thing our dumb will do, he'll stretch a team. Absolutely. He'll stretch a team. And if you have a guy like Piatti, and even I would say even Donadell to a certain extent, that can pick out a player. I mean that's that's what that's what Del Maduro I think always has missed a little bit wherever he's been. I would say that one of the only exceptions is I think he overlapped a little bit of the crew while Iguain was there if I if I remember correctly. I think he did have one yeah, he year, did. Yeah. Yeah, he overlapped a little bit right there. So that may be the only other time he's had a playmaker at the right level to really shine on what he can do. And listen, I still not convinced he can finish consistently in this league, but he can stretch a defense. And if he can stretch a defense, now Piotti has more space to play. And when you can get that, that gets really interesting then. Because, I mean, Piotti is going to be he's a very fun player to watch. Absolutely. I mean, he's just elegant on the ball. Yeah, You know, Domaduro, he may not score, but he will scare the out of you. He will scare the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, he's too busy figuring out what his next endorsement deal yeah. is. I just missed a phone call. If you uh, hung up, sorry about that. Call back. I did answer it, but you just decided to hang up. Is there up. a place in the starting lineup for Jack McInerney? Um, it's a good question. I mean, you, you have to play two strikers if you want, still want that speed up top. You're not playing Mac yeah. by himself, which means you're dropping a, a body in the midfield. And yeah. I don't know. You, you think you could play one holder in this team and get away with it? I don't know about that. Yeah, I think that part of that might be like you're making up for you're not, maybe you don't trust your back line a little bit. And I think that when you and I look at this team, that's the place we have questions, especially if you're starting like a Nigel Rio Coker back there. And Nigel Rio Coker, I don't mean to harp on him. He had a great CCL run in midfield. 
So it's kind of like having to play him at right back now is causing a, the, a, big, uh, a bit of a stir in that back four. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see two holders in front of him just to kind of protect that back yeah. line more. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six. If you want to jump in on these MLS topics uh, that we be talking about uh, this evening, Jared, did you see Philadelphia just beat DC United? I mentioned that earlier because that was happening. Mm-hmm. Big win for Philly. They had to get something. They needed some sort of momentum. They've been feeling very down. They're the Charlie Brown, uh, uh, ups, the, the sad Charlie Brown of MLS. They just are. You know what I'm talking about? Head down. I, I got you. Like, yeah, they did. The, the fans executed a protest tonight now i think it's interesting it comes with a win attached to it but they held a, a sakevich out protest they had a uh they, <laughs> they, if you're a fan and you're doing a sakevich like protest and trying to get him out does it make you mad that your team won tonight i think it's got to be a little bit it's got to be like a little bit of a double-edged sword right like we're, we're making a statement we've got a coffin we've painted on it Nick Sikiewicz, killer of teams kind of thing. And By the way, funny. Oh, very funny. Uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know what? Nick Sikiewicz, team slayer. Can I say that? Is that, is that fair? Team slayer? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like the uh, like king slayer. Yeah, absolutely. Like king slayer. Yeah. Uh, if you do that and you're, you're putting all your effort into that and you've got the banners and everything else. I commit to, I'm going to take a different nerd reference on this. I'm going to okay. call him. He's very similar to Rogue in the X-Men. She wants to touch. She wants to love. Every time she touches something, it like kills it. Okay. I see what you're saying. I, 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 I understand the concept. For, for the, for no the nerds idea. out there, they'll get me. Okay. I, well, I mean, you know, we all have our different Not areas. all of us were having fun and on Friday nights <laughs> in our high school years. Some of us were at home reading comic books and, uh, and watching Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> oh, is that, is, that, is that how it goes? Damn, dog. That's in a pro. All right. Uh, three, four, seven, seven, five, six, six, two, seven, six. I, I think you're right. I think, I think it takes a little bit out of it. And yet they still have a point. And yet they're still yep. not a good team. Overall, and yet they're probably still not making the playoffs. No, 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 no. That it, it's still it doesn't. It, it's a sad little um, misdirection right now. I, I still don't think that over the long haul. It's listen. It's a great result, and I, I, I'm not even sure that I think Jim Curtin is still liked by the fans. I think that this isn't really directed at him so much. I think it's just the fact they see a team that's consistently not doing anything in the transfer market, not producing enough homegrown talent, and is just not living up to the momentum they started this this team with. I think it, very similar to what we talked about RSL. It can, is Sebastian Latou still the guy? Is he yeah. really still the guy? Yeah. Or do you just need to kind of start over a bit? What's Marisa Du's real position? I don't know. Is he even a center back or is he a midfielder? There's a lot of this type of stuff going on with this team, and I think the fans are right to be... Uh, at least disappointed, if not angry. Absolutely. Absolutely, in terms of construction. I, did, of I mean, team. I love me some Brian Carroll, but he's still starting for this team. I mean, yeah. he wasn't all those season long, but I love me some Brian Carroll. But come on. I mean, it's just, is he really the guy you want starting in your team at this point? Here is Connor Casey the guy you want starting in your team at this point? Yeah. Old man game? Hey, uh, 3-1-0. Let, let, I'll get to you in just a second. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. I got to pick your poison for you, Mr. Dubois. Do it. All right. Uh, hold on. I just clicked something. Oh, that's the wrong one. Bigger Easy. surprise still starting for an MLS team at this point in their careers. Brian Carroll or Davey Arnault? Ooh, I, uh, I, I would say, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I want to change the question to who's better, and that's not what you're asking. No. Like, who's more of a... No. They're both starting... Well, Brian Carroll's not a regular I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Davey Arnault, and here's why. Because okay. Davey Arnault has never been much more than he is right now. <clears throat> And Brian Carroll's won championships with teams, but he was you know, never. He was never. It that doesn't much. change the fact that he has a pedigree of a being a winner. Like that, that, well, I think that's more happenstance than anything. I mean, he was a contributor to those that teams. You, right? That is not fair to him. Okay, fair, okay. Three one zero. You're on the air. Like he was getting ten minutes at the ends of these games. I'm going to the phone call. Three one zero. You're on the air. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. It's, it's been evening. a while. What are you talking about? Morning. It's nine. Dan. I don't know why. I am. I'm. 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 I'm going crazy here. Okay. I'm Dan, lay the, off the drugs, I the, man. Uh, I was watching the, I got the USA game on television. It looks like it's sold out. That's good. It does. I, I, just, saw, good. I just saw footage of it. It looks yeah. really good. Apparently a very pro-USA yeah. crowd on att- in attendance. Very good. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing to see how this is Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, that's what we called about. Did any of you guys watch any of the Atlas Guadalajara game? No, but this is a show about American soccer, so that would mean, would make sense why that we didn't watch that that game. Uh, I, I heard it was good, good though. Well, they, one of them might end up playing in the Champions League, 
They sure, had a, that's they had, a, they had 50 people pitch invasion. They had a, yes, we did hear, I did hear about the pitch invasion. We also heard some troubling news, which, Jared, I don't know that we can talk a lot about. But I did hear some. I, we did if some, it's being reported, I think we can. Sure, well, be I, okay, I, I just mean that we're not going to be able to give our opinions because we don't know what happened. But apparently, Kubo Torres is being investigated uh, for a, an alleged uh, sexual assault, which is it's more than about Chivas. It's about Houston. What is you know? How does Houston feel about that right oh, now? No. I can imagine they're not too happy. No, probably not. That's that's a cash cow for that. And, that, and that's if you're Houston. I mean, this is a guy supposed to be coming back in the next week or so, or not week. I'm sorry, next month or so. And uh, there's been rumors about when his actual date coming back is. But this is a this is a PR battle. They're gonna have to try to. And granted, hopefully none of this is uh, true. I mean, I I don't know what to say about it, but. Um, all I can say is that this is the last thing you want to see from a guy that's on the up. Everything about his career has been taking one step forward, one step forward, one step forward, and proving himself at the next level. Now he's getting minutes with the Mexican national team. Now he's getting to be a focal point of the, of the main Chivas brand. He's supposed to be coming back to Houston as their guy. And this is the last thing he needs at this point. Yep. You got anything else, Dan? Yeah, one thing. Um, Gooch and uh, Zach Whitbread are both out of contract at the end of the season do you think they make it picked up by somebody in mls yes yeah, everyone gets it everyone gets a last round in mls I, I don't know that he's worth it but everyone gets their 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 last yeah well i, mean, I, I would say thanks for the call dan i would say don't don't give gooch a lot of money i mean i hate to, i hate to say that I, I want gooch to get as much money as gooch can get but this point in his career he's in mls terms in that market considering his injury history Probably not worth a ton of money. What's a good number? I mean, this is so, this is so just unseemly and whatever. But what would what number would you put on Gooch? Um, one fifty, one seventy-five. <clears throat> yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough for him. Yeah, and maybe not. Listen, maybe not. I'm sure Gooch is going to want to come to DC. Yeah, and, and you know what? If Gooch, um, well, yeah, and they they've got a Kofi Apari playing right now because of an injury to Burnbaum, and he, he's the future. Uh, and Kofi's looking good too. Got him yeah. a goal. Yeah. This don't get me started on Kofi Apari because. Can we talk LA for one second? Let's I got go. my man down on the line. LA has been burned by its fixation of of a lust for Sasha Kleshton for a year now. <laughs> Mid year, you give up Kofi Apari to try to be in the hunt, and you get C blocked by Kabafir to get Kleshton at that point. Okay, then in the offseason, you give up Marcelo Sarvis, sexy Brazilian blood going through him. And you see only now how big. That loss is and giving taking away Juninho's dynamic duo partner right there in the, in the middle of the field, and so you could get clushing again, and you get C blocked again, and you end up like now trying to get okay, we're gonna get Legette, we're gonna get uh, Vernon, and all these guys are just makeup players for the fact you couldn't deliver on Sasha Kleshin the first time around. And I hate that now the, the Galaxy is in this position and gave up good talent. Kofi Opar is playing fantastic for DC right now. I mean, just, we all know what qualities Marcelo Sarvis is. And I just understand the fixation on getting that one okay, average, decent player into the lineup. That's me just venting. I'm done. Damn, dog. In a probes. LA Galaxy right now are... I know you guys have like a bike culture out there. I was never. I mean, I had a BMX, whatever, when I was a kid. Like I had a Huffy, like, like bicycle culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have you don't like, got a bike culture, you have a car yeah. culture. No, I know you have a car culture, but I mean, like you guys, like you have transferred that, and there are parts of LA where like, like scraper bikes, maybe. Like, well, okay, whatever. But LA right now is a bike with a with a busted chain. Like it still goes. Like it's still yeah. you can still ride it. But it's got that one spot on the chain. No, no it, it, it's like this. We got a busted chain, and the guy's telling us the parts are on on order. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's LA is just out of whack right now. And, and let's talk about today's game because the LA Galaxy get absolutely waxed by Orlando City. Now there are some built-in excuses here. Number one, Robbie Keane still not healthy. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Omar Gonzalez does not. He is a scratch. He does not play. There's Supposedly, a, that was just a rotation of keeping people fresh for fitness. So. I, I, Adam Serrano said something about a knee injury on Twitter. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we got to go find out now. Okay, but you obviously and you, you, there's obviously some issues with LA's balance. You mentioned Sarvis many times. This is if the LA Galaxy do not succeed to their usual level in 2015. We will forever, and this includes when Gerard gets here, because Gerard's going to have to take some time to get settled in. 
we are going to call this the year of Marcelo Sarvis. It's going to be he's going to dom- he dominates discussion. It is it is May seventeenth, and we haven't stopped talking about Marcelo Sarvis. And I, last time I checked, he's a Colorado Rapid. That's, yeah, that's and not, I mean not only that, but he uh, hasn't played a couple of games recently because just because of fitness. But I, it it doesn't change the fact that there's such a good thing going here. And I get it. And we just talked about it with RSL. Sometimes you got to rebuild on the fly, and LA chose this year to rebuild on the fly. They're doing what some other teams maybe just should do and, and aren't. The problem with LA is that you don't get to have rebuild seasons. You don't get right. to take a season off and get this right. The 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 attachment to winning and the expectation of winning is always there. And if you want to get my more in-depth version of a talk on this and thoughts on this, you can check out Corner of the Galaxy here on Back Heel where Josh and I talk about this in depth. But I'm the guy that's just, I'm not that worried. I don't like the results, but I'm not mad and I'm not worried because I don't expect anything else of the team that's on the field today. When you got three kids under 20, uh, averaging age of 21 running your offense... You're missing Marcelo Sarvis. You don't have any more. You're not starting any DPs. And you got Baju Husidic playing left back. Come on. I mean, this. do you really expect not to? Do you expect to, like, to put your stamp on these games and dominate these games? You're not going to. No. And that's the problem when you build teams the way LA does. You take the big money players and you get the role players around them. What happens when the big money players are there? The role players are left to now be the guy. And none of them know how to be the guy. Yeah. None of them know how to take a, t- a game on its back and dominate it. This is just such a wacky lineup today. It's just such a wacky yeah. lineup. Jameson and Maganto starting up top together. At least this is uh-huh. part of the graphic over here. Zardis, uh-huh. Veridin, Janino, and Ishizaki across a, uh, a flat four in the midfield. Husidic, Leonardo, Meyer, who had a nightmare... Yeah, and I'm usually a Tommy Meyer guy, and that was a rough one today for him. And A.J. De La Garza at right back, which is the, like his third best position. And I mean both center back positions ahead of being a right back. And then Jaime Pinedo, who, like I said on Twitter, probably needs about eight drinks right now. Or maybe he's already eight drinks. Who's had a great season so far this year. I mean, maybe maybe with the best keeper in the league so far this year, just in terms of the amount of saves and what he's come up with. But even he couldn't keep him in the game today. And I feel bad for that guy. He got really let down by the guys in front of him. But I, I you got to wonder if at some point, either Bruce Arena doesn't have the talent for when these guys are out or he's maybe getting a little too cute with some of these plays right now. Well, I don't know if he's getting cute. I don't know if this is Bruce's way of saying, hey, I need more help or whatever, or this is just the hand he's dealt. But what you, what I wonder about, and yeah, you like I said, built-in excuses because that is not L.A., that they will be at their best or you hope mm-hmm. they will be at their best, especially yeah. when Gerard gets here. And so, But at the same time, like you have to wonder if these results start to pile up and next thing you know, it's it's friggin' October, and we're like, oh my god! But it's MLS, Jason. It doesn't matter. No, it but- doesn't matter because you, you, we let so many teams into the playoffs. You can be in any position, and and LA is going to make the playoffs. Right. They've only missed one time in twenty years. They've missed one okay. time. All right, tell me if this is impossible. Then okay, you've Go. got okay, you've got SC Dallas and Vancouver. FC Dallas is in the lead in the in the the, the conference right now. Yep. Vancouver, Seattle, San Jose, a bit of a surprise, a 2 nothing win over the Crew uh, crew SC this weekend, although that was helped <coughs> yeah. by... Uh, New being, stadium bump. Being oh, a yeah, man red up. card. Yeah, yeah, being a man up in that game. But hey, they, they got it done. Houston, okay, I don't think Houston's going to be that good. They may drop down below the line mm-hmm. uh, in the near future, but they got a big win themselves uh, over Portland. Portland's a complete uh, underwhelming team once again. Uh, RSL and the Galaxy both on 14 points, and then Colorado bringing up the rear. All right, Colorado's going to be bad. Let's just put them to the side. Um, Houston may be a bubble team. I think that's fair, right? Let's give them a yeah, bubble they'll, team. They'll, they'll be right in that range. All right. Uh, RSL, they could still figure it out. They get Plata back. They figure out the balance in that midfield. They have Nick Romando. He'll keep them in games. They can, they're can. they at least a bubble team. If not, hey, I still think they'll make the playoffs type of team. We can't just throw away their history because yeah. they're struggling right now. So that means FC Dallas, Vancouver, not going anywhere. Seattle, not going anywhere. Uh, Sporting Kansas. The next three. Any of the next Kansas, three could be out. Sporting Kansas City's not going anywhere. That's four. RSL's. Really? You don't think you think you're leaving Kansas City that much? Yeah, I think so. I think they had a good okay. team. I don't think they've clicked yet, but I think they've got a good team. They'll be a playoff okay. team. I think right. they'll be a playoff team is what I'm saying. My, point, my whole point, and this is a long way of saying it, is that the Galaxy may find it a little tougher than you think they will. Definitely than the years past because of the bringing Kansas City and Houston over to the West is really going to make this a tough road. And we talked about it last week. Any team in the West would qualify for the playoffs right now or the East. Okay, so if LA, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, and I'm with you. Based on points. They're going to probably make the playoffs. 
if they they may end up playing, have to doing having to do a playing game, which I think Bruce will hate more than anything else he's ever had to deal with ever. But they have to do a playing game. But let's imagine that they don't make the playoffs. First okay. of all, does L.A. burn to the ground and it becomes an escape from L.A. situation? Second of all, I don't know. What happens? What happens if L.A. misses the playoffs? <clears throat> they say, hey, we didn't have all of our players at our disposal, and then next year they, they come back and they do it all again. Bruce Arena's not on the hot seat. Bruce Arena's going to be here next year if he wants to be here. Ziggy Schmidt can miss MLS Cup for four, five straight years. I mean, Bruce Arena can miss the playoffs one time. Yeah, I know. it's fair. I, I, I know. I, I'm just saying it'd be amazing. It would be fascinating to see it happen. And, listen, and, and MLS has done a very poor job of keeping these conferences balanced. I mean, the, the, these it, that's it's not, not the, even close. Well, I mean, they want it geographically balanced. They don't want it necessarily strength of play balanced. Although, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how much they're saving on travel, not money wise, but in terms of mileage on these teams mm-hmm. by having the conferences like this. No, it's the right thing to do. We're, eventually, we're going to see a league that's so big, they're going to have to figure out another way to do it, but, but we'll find out. By the way, back to LAFC. How, why have they not taken up the the, uh, the suggestion that they just go with LA Riot and get it over with? Same colors. <laughs> I mean, seriously. There may be a, there may be a, a, a property version of, of issue there, like a trademark issue. Come on, you can't beat that. By the way, the, the sultry sounds of uh, JD and the Rod are making the airways somewhere because you and I each got a royalty, royalty check. And that royalty life, oh my God, I didn't realize the royalty life was like that. Yeah. I, should, I picked the wrong industry. Well, we did get, we did get, you know, we did get banged up by taxes on that, on that piece. Oh, but, yeah, we did. Yeah, we got real banged up on taxes. Wait, am I paying for a guild or something I, of some kind? I, like, apparently, we're AFTRA members. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what just No, we happened. did that Taft-Hartley thing. So, like, it's not, we're not official. But no, I gotta say, listen, I get it. Like I always wondered, like these. I don't. I know guys that are. Listen, I live in LA, so I know guys that are actors, quote unquote. You know, and I always like, how do they live? Oh my god! All you gotta do is get a couple of things and get royalties, and listen, you can make rent. Yeah, but it's got to run. I mean, that's the issue. It's got to run, and and I think over time you get less and less, right? Now I want to know. Man, if we had just been re- returning characters, come yeah. on. Okay, first of all, I know Gabriel Luna has moved on. He's got a show that's just been picked up by ABC because I follow him nice. on Twitter. Um, but how can we get the how can we get the Matador movie made, and how can we get ourselves in the Matador movie? Because that's I think where the real money you know is. how we get it made, how we get ourselves in the movie is yeah. by getting the over. We start the swelling of support for the movie. Yes, then it's undeniable where undeniable. it started. Yes, hashtag. Uh, hashtag Matador movie, but we got to attach ourselves to it. How do we do that? We need, it's got to be like, be, uh, oh man, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, how, I, I think we just, you start with Matador movie and then just, if we're the first ones to tweet it, then anyone with tracks back that hashtag knows it started yeah, here. But man, once it gets big enough, it's, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose the control of it. It's going to be out of our hands. Mm. Somebody else is going to take, take advantage of it. It won't, it won't. Now I know that I, we, you and I know that the, the dudes behind Matador, they recognize. They understand. Yes. They. That's why we were in the show in the, in the first place. Is because they yes. understand the power that is the best soccer. And all of you, I Matador mean, it's Colon. Not, it's not even, hot dogs, meat, donuts. It's. <laughs> it's not even really playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. It's not even really about you and me, though. It's about the. It's about our listeners. I mean, without that, well, if you think of what that show got away with just being on cable TV, imagine what they could do with an R-rated movie. Yeah, and you look, you don't have. I'm not talking theatrical release. I'm talking VOD. I'm talking iTunes. I'm talking Netflix. Mm. How is this not being picked up by Netflix? Yeah, that's a good call. Netflix picks up worse stuff than this. This has a life on Netflix. And damn it, I'm going to have to log Amazon, something like that. It was good enough. Yeah. But I think the budget's what was the problem. Trevor, was. get out the Rolodex. Who do we know in Hollywood? Sir- <laughs> <laughs> get Hollywood on the line. <laughs> get the president of Hollywood on the phone. So, can someone get Kyle Martino on the line? <laughs> He's married to Hollywood royalty. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a direct That's a direct connection. We, we got to know somebody. <laughs> we got to know somebody. <laughs> wait, he, wait! Trevor's saying he did a spot. He did a spot on his wife's TV show. That that one is that what I would land in Donovan's ex-wife. That one. If yeah. he did a spot on a TV show, I want to go back and watch it. By the way, their daughter's beautiful. Oh, of course she is. They're they're both handsome people. Robert from LA, what's up, man? Hey guys, how's it going tonight? It's good. What's good? We're Doing talking well, about man. we're talking about taking over Hollywood, Robert. How can you help? <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to the show and talking about uh, the LA uh, 
LAFC. You know, I'll say I don't know if you got my tweet, but I said that that building to the left is where my Tony Bravo Bowie's secret mission saving the world. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Tony Bravo's uh, training facility, right there. What else you got, Robert? Hey, yeah, I wanted to ask uh, ask you guys two things. Uh, the first one is uh, with the Women's World Cup coming up, and after that, Gold Cup. Are you guys going to do any uh, shows uh, during the during the matches? Uh, the US matches. I don't know, Mr. Mr. Big Time Serious. I got to see what his schedule's like. It, it all depends on schedule, Robert. I mean, I, I love doing U.S. national team shows. Absolutely love it. If we, if, we can, if we can find a real platform for those, by the way, that goes beyond. And, I, and, and we do great on the Internet. You guys have been fantastic listening yeah. to us over the last couple of years. We built that up from the ground, you know, from grassroots level. If we can find somebody to partner with us, maybe, and make it. Uh, and maybe legitimize things just a little bit more. I would love to do it. Um, I mean, we I would do it anyway. It's just a matter of scheduling. You know, it's got it, it's scheduling. It's time commitments. You know, on yeah. on my end especially. Yes, I know right. it, for me, it's time commitment. And uh, I I always say that I'm totally down to do it. Um, it needs to have a life somewhere though. If we're just gonna yeah. do it to do it, it's kind of tough. You know, for me to justify tell my wife, yeah, I'm gonna go sit in the room again for three hours. Here, why don't you watch this five year old and this two year old? Yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm still my campaign to get Jared Dubois a six figure job, <laughs> just being a soccer guy and night. Like all he has to do is tweet, come on this show. We'll get him on the so- we'll get him on soccer morning more often, obviously, and just be a so- that like that. That's a thing that needs to happen. If that Dude, happens, I, I, we're all in. in. We'll, we'll get misty here for a second. It, it makes me so proud that I could be a part of getting you to the point where you have your serious XM show. It Aww, makes me so proud, brother. Yeah, that's and, that's, and also, also if it, that's all it ever ends up being, it's been enough. By the way, there is zero doubt. I was thinking about this when I was getting out of the car this evening. There is zero doubt that this, that this right here is American soccer's number one bromance. There is no doubt about that, right? <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I, I, there seems to be something there, but like between like uh, like Robbie Rogers and like Sasha Kleshton, they've always been like uh, tight growing up. I mean, Benny right. Failhubbers in that mix too. Uh, Those three guys from Southern California have always been a tight bromance. I am a I am a competitive individual. If we are not number one, I'm gonna have. I'm, I'm going to be upset. I will be. I'll, I'll say Alexi and Taylor Twelman got a good bromance they thing do. going, too. They, they have a solid bro- But I think but that they, that's, there's, there's a wedge between them now. There's a corporate wedge between is. them. Not only do they have different This is employees. like Romeo and Juliet. Two houses cannot combine. But I always think of, I always think of, of, of Alexi and Taylor as more of a, a brother dynamic because they fight a lot or they, they snipe at each other a lot. Just a little bit. Not in the mean way. Not like real brothers. But they still have that little bit of, you know... I'm, yeah, I bust on you, I guess, a little bit. You bust on me. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, we, 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 we definitely do that. Yeah. But I'll say this. I, I, I tweeted this earlier today, and I don't know if anyone else notices this. One of my favorite things to do um, during a, uh, a Fox broadcast now is when John Strong and Alexi Lawless are on the screen at the exact same time, watch John Strong's corners of his mouth. He wants to laugh so often, <laughs> but Alexi, like uh, the other day, I mean, Alexi did that one where he was talking about like orgasmic and all this other kind of stuff, and like John Strong was like fighting it. But you just know John Strong wants to do what we're doing right now. He wants to just banter yeah. with Alexi Lawless, and he can't. But you can watch the corners of his mouth. He's trying not to smile half the time. Yes, that's absolutely right, Robert. I love that. By the way, I love that t- that combo. Okay, Robert, I appreciate the the question on on the show schedule. We're not there yet. We'll let you know as soon as we can figure some stuff out. And at the very least, I mean, we would even if we can't do everything that we used to do we will make every effort to find a way to schedule some stuff i mean if, if there's a final i mean maybe we we could certainly do a final i don't know why we wouldn't so there, yeah. there's a possibility we'll just throw that out there all right cool thanks i, I can have you guys one more thing sure sure all right uh the that philadelphia dc united game which was uh very awesome uh at the very end at least you know a savage time goal and you know jake i called your your show asking about uh Manager's goal reaction. I want to hear Jason's, uh, or I'm sorry, J- Jared's theory on that. It will make All right, make cool. it much more better. All right, appreciate on the call, man- on manager's goal reaction. Yeah, what Robert what, what Robert called in with was a suggestion that we need more of the uh, the character of the manager on on TV that we don't get enough of that here. Oh yeah, US. like I, my my favorite thing sometimes is watching it. Like I go always go back to last weekend. I was watching uh, Parenthood on Mother's Day, and that scene where Steve Martin's kid finally catches the ball. Yeah, and he's like he's doing like the one hand like dance up the sideline <laughs> and stuff like that. And listen, and you see that like in Jose Jose Mourinho, he was one of the first guys I think it was really to emote on the sidelines, you know, and really got that reputation for it. And in MLS, do we have that guy? 
Uh, you know, I don't know, partly because we don't get a camera on them very often. That's a good now. call. That's a good call. And this goes back to my like my hatred for U.S. soccer broadcasting, yeah. where we don't do right. we don't do skill play replays, uh-huh. and we don't do manager shots. I know you hate it when a nutmeg doesn't get replayed. I've been told by people who work in the television industry covering MLS, a part of the problem is they don't have they don't commit enough cameras to make that possible the way they w- would normally make it it was the way it's possible let's say it in, i always felt like, like the camera operator he's just shooting a sport he's probably a sports television operator no big deal maybe he's just a television he's a camera operator i feel like there's there's a different level of that overseas where everyone understands how to shoot a game because they know how they, they want to watch a game. I, I think that's slowly coming around, but yeah, I mean, I think you got a point. That At the World Cup, don't get me wrong, the World Cup, it, they, they nail this stuff. Yeah, yeah. The ESPN has nailed this stuff, but just for our domestic league, man, I want to see that guy get nutmegged one more time. Yeah. Hey, by the way, are there any games we haven't touched on? Because we are out of time. It's happening. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I, there probably is. But uh, by the way, I just want to shout out Aaron Johansson. Two goals and assists this weekend. Was two one, goals and assists. I, I missed the highlights. One of them a bike? Uh, I don't know if it was bike? a bike. I, I did see that uh, one of them was supposed to be spectacular. I didn't get to go back. I tried to All watch right. it. It was on Vimeo, and it wouldn't launch for me. Oh. So I don't know. What's okay, we, got, we can do this in a couple of minutes. Uh, New England-Toronto is, I think, one we haven't even mentioned Oh, geez. Yet. How are we not talking about that one? And my boy, look, uh, and I'm going to... I'll claim him as my boy because I've never been off the Michael Bradley bandwagon. That is, um, that is, I love that run. I love that. But goal. you know what, dude? He had haters. There were some I haters. He going. I heard, saw a number of tweets about Scott Codwell's the new Michael Bradley. He's playing better than Michael Bradley. Then Michael Bradley goes on a tear down the middle and says, "Oh yeah, eat this, Scott Codwell," yeah. and finishes far post yeah. on him. Eat it. Yeah, and and what I loved about that that run is. That it was, uh, it was entirely determination. I mean, there's there's some skill involved. He he does. No, that, that, that's Michael Bradley saying enough of this yeah, crap. Yeah, uh, uh, you guys can't do this. I'm taking over. It reminds me of that scene in Tombstone where Kurt Russell just decides no, and he starts walking across the river with a shotgun. No, yeah. no, and blowing fools away. I he's will, like, hey, I'm not gonna take failure for an option. I will not be. skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. I will not be denied. I am. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? what you, uh, <laughs> first of all. The uh, highlight I watched, I, I I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if I caught it live. The highlight I watched, it was kind of missed by uh, the play-by-play guy. Like it was already in the net before he even realized what was happening, which I think was kind of a is kind of a a, a, a compliment to Michael Bradley because you're kind of like what? what 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 goal? Like all of a sudden it's in the net. You don't even know how that happened. I, I don't know if there's a more disparate league in the world between the good announcers in our league and the bad announcers in this league. Yeah, I don't want to go down. I I really don't want to open up that can of worms. I mean, we live in a world now where. I, I mean, not everybody has to be nice to everybody all the time, but, you know, let's mm. just... Uh, just call it straight. That's all yeah. I ask. Well, just call yes. it straight. Now, and again, it was a matter of something else had happened, or there was a discussion about something else, and then all of a sudden Michael Bradley's making a run, and there's a goal. Uh, but the, uh, the TFC, with that draw, I think it was a big draw for them. They'd obviously lost last week at home against Toronto. It looked for all the world like they were going to lose against New England on the road. New England's a good team, and to come back and get that draw... And I don't yeah. really know how the flow of that game was back and forth. Two things, though. Uh, uh, Josie Altador with an injury comes off. Uh, that bears some watching. Hearing some things about, I think Vanny was saying that he feels it's going to be a minor hamstring injury. Josie okay. knows that injury, and he's saying that it's going to be kind of minor. But I haven't seen an official Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I flash back to 2014. Yeah. And my man pulled Same up thing I got of, thought of. So, uh, yeah, that's worth watching. Why don't you flash back a little bit further in 2014 and tell me how legit Charlie Davies 9 is for the national team? You know, I had this discussion um, on on the radio. I I th- I think he deserves probably a look because there's not a lot of guys who can do what he does. And that's the Gold the Cup's coming up. Is that a good opportunity for him? I don't know. He's in the Gold Cup team. I mean, you have you've had no run up. You have no. So I you mean, got Aaron Johansson, Josie Altador, Jossie Zardes. Is that three going to be up? Is Wando going to who? Who would you rather have? Here's your pick your poison. Who's that fourth striker on the U.S. national team? Is it Wondolowski or is it? CD9. For the change of pace, I guess I would take CD9 over one, though. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I, I, there's a couple of different th- elements there. I, I would take Charlie Davies. I don't he, think he's getting picked. Go on the record with this, then. Will Lee Wynn be on that roster? I'm going to say no. Will Benny Failhaber be on that roster? No. That's, that is criminal. I know I have to go build my twenty three and see what see what I get, but I don't think either one of those guys. Lee Wynn might get a look. 
Lee, I, 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 maybe there's room for Lee Wynn. Hopefully he gets on the field because that's always been his issue. He gets in the team, never gets on yeah. the field, or gets ten minutes, five minutes, three minutes, and that's is Kyle enough. Beckerman in that team? Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, cool. we, we 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 there. While while Klinsman baffles us on a regular basis, there are some things we know. One of the things we know is he loves Kyle Beckerman. Is Matt Hedges in that team? No. Okay. No. And we'll see what uh, Omar's thing is, whether that's an injury or just being rotated out. And I mean, that's still you still got some time to the Gold Cup. I'm just saying yeah. that. You know, there's some things. All right, we are officially out of time. We've gone overtime. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Best Soccer Show. By the way, let's let's do this now. Hashtag Matador movie. I don't know why we aren't doing this. <laughs> Look, whether or not they have any intention of making it doesn't matter. Show the power of the Best Soccer Show. That- you need to complete that arc of just uh, of just uh, the, the, um, why am I blanking on Alfred Molina's character alone? I need to know what's going on there. Yeah, why Who's am Tony I- Bravo's dad? Why am I blanking on his uh, on his name? Right. Someone seems to think you have talent, but unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. I love it, Los Angeles. All right, Angeles. we are done. Anything else that we need to tell the people? Uh, just well, no show next week. I'll be in Canada. You know what? I guess the Bravo show makes up. I guess I don't know. You're a terrible person. You're yeah, a terrible I'll be, person. I'll be up to my, my up to my chin and poutine. Terrible person. Right, we'll talk to you guys uh, two weeks from today. Bye. I am Mikkel Morrison and Paulson Diskere. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Eddie, what have you done for me lately? Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Oh, baby! Oh, it's a, oh, it's a dream!